Hello guys and welcome to the Peaks and Valleys podcast. On this podcast, we talk coffee, culture, and mental health. I'm your host, Jonathan Coggins, and I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle Ridgely. What's up guys? My name is Kyle. So glad you're joining us and I hope you enjoy this episode. What is up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Peaks and Valleys podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Coggins, and I'm joined by my co-host, the one and only Kyle Ridgely. What's up? Today on the podcast, we have um, two wonderful, wonderful ladies with us. Um, But before I give the reins over to them to kind of introduce who they are, um, what they do a little bit about their hearts and them... um, I just want to lay kind of a foundation um, for this episode, kind of a, a preface. Um, similar to the, the foundation, you know, I laid last week before we talked about um, uh, social justice with uh, EJ. Um, we're going to be unpacking and talking about some really, really heavy things. Um, but I do want to say that the we, we're coming at this and trying to frame this from a a gospel-centered perspective, um, but knowing that this this needs to be talked about, um, because you know this this podcast uh, it's a, it's a mental health platform talking about culture. There's a lot of trauma and and, and things that intersect with this conversation, um, and so that's why it needs to be talked about. Um, and I will say, uh, me and Kyle don't speak for all men. Um, our our two wonderful ladies don't speak for all women. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will encourage, you know, our, our men that may be listening in, please lean in on this conversation. Um, listen to, to these, um, these ladies' voices. Um, just, just really lean into this conversation, um, try to gain some understanding, um, and, and just ways to move forward in this conversation. Um, so with laying that foundation, that, that kind of preface, I'll go ahead and give it over to, um, Barbara and Mary. Whoever wants to go first and, you know, really just share about yourself and who you are. So I'm Barbara Grimm and um, I am a a veteran educator. My uh, current position is as the principal of Davidson River School. Um, Just a little bit about uh, background. I I was raised by two northern parents and also um, in the Catholic Church. And so I think those... Uh, perspectives are a little bit different than we might see in the, mm. you know, mm. more Southern traditions. Mm. And um, so I hope that'll be informative and, and I'll be able to give some, um, uh, just some good information from that perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And I'm Mary Stutt. Uh, I am a communications professional. I've been um, in ministry with my husband, Derek, for almost 20 years, um, spent a lot of time in the church, grew up in the church, um, and have been a part of the church, volunteering, working, um, those different types of things. And hopefully I bring a perspective, um, as well of just my experience and, um, so much of how we live our lives is, uh, as a result of how we were raised. And, um, so I think it's just important to understand where we came from, but in turn, um, if we continue in those patterns or we choose to do something different. So, um, yeah, I hope I bring that perspective of mm. just mm. what my experience has been and, mm. and what that might uh, do to help others. So, mm. Mm. yeah. Yeah, sure. 
Awesome. Well, well, thanks for, for being here, ladies, and lending us voice and really Absolutely. being willing to have this conversation. Um, and like I said, it's, it's a much-needed conversation. Um, it needs to happen across gender lines, like men and women need to mm-hmm. have these conversations, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we hope this will bring some hope, some light, and some understanding, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the first part that, that I kind of want to kind of hit on, um, and y'all, y'all can kind of... Um, share is, you know, you think about things, kind of, you know, dialect and bounce off each other, whatever. Um, in in spaces, in culture, or in in the church, when, when you have this conversation of um, gender inequality, um, you know, kind of subjugation of women in culture, um, and, and, and especially in spaces where... Um, I'll, I'll say this. I, I, I realize that I have male privilege, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, mm-hmm. you know, what, what it may have been like predominantly male spaces where there's that power structure and that privilege. Like, what what have been kind of y'all's experiences, women in culture or in the church, whether that be negative or positive? Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, j- just kind of your experience, really. Mm-hmm. So definitely I'll start, and again, I, I brought up the idea of having these uh, northern parents and this different perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. My mother was sort of a male basher. Um, mm-hmm. I grew up in an alcoholic family where my father was always, you know, always the weak one, right? Mm-hmm. And we, and, and I have two sisters, so the women were the strong ones. Mm-hmm. And so we grew up sort of dominating, and that, that was my personality. I'm a leader. I'm an, ad, you know, administrator. Um and so I didn't notice sort of that because we were, we were taught to, you know, that, that women had the same rights as men, that women were as, um, and, and this was back in the 60s, right? Like, and, and, of course, that was the whole time of, you know, women's live and the whole thing. So my mother sort of just embraced that. Um, it wasn't really until I came to know Jesus that I, um, that I had to sort of, um, look at a new way to, to frame my voice, mm, right? Mm. It, it was very different. Mm. I, I was loud and, and um, aggressive before, and now all of a sudden I'm, I'm learning that there's a different way to speak, right? Mm-hmm. And a way mm-hmm. that might, um, mm-hmm. might uh, a more winsomeness that I needed. To, well, well, I didn't have any of that. Like, I had none of that in me, and I had to try and figure this out. And, and I got... Uh, Came to know Jesus in a Southern Baptist church, so never had been in there before. Mm-hmm. Walked the aisle, and here I am. Mm-hmm. So now I have to figure out how to look like everybody else because mm-hmm. I am very mm-hmm. different. I have lived very differently, um, and and um, and so that was a real challenge for me. So um, looking, I just started looking at other people, trying to see, okay, what is a, what does a woman look like? What and and it. And it was this, you know, submission was the big piece, mm-hmm. right? Submission, mm-hmm. submission. Mm-hmm. Well, that was really. And so I got, I got saved, married, had a child like in a year, two years, mm-hmm. right? Two years. And so now I'm like, I'm a mother. I have to, my kids have to be quiet and good. And all of these things from this sort of loud, aggressive human. So I really mm-hmm. stuffed mm-hmm. a lot of things mm-hmm. to fit in. Right. Mm. Studied God's word, began to really dig in and read. What is he saying? What is what is truth? What is truth? But always had this voice that needed to be heard Mm. because I had so much inside me that I wanted to Mm. come out. Mm. Um, 
and and so uh, just just this one story. Um, so in the mid two thousands, I felt like we were really tracking with the pastor, and I would talk to him about visions I've had or things that I was learning, things that I was growing. Mm-hmm. And there finally came to this point where he called my husband in and asked us not to return to the church mm-hmm. because he couldn't keep me under his authority. Mm-hmm. So. So here I am, this wild kind of, uh, you know, out there person mm-hmm. trying to fit into this little mold and then being told now that um, we don't have a place there anymore. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so that's been sort of my story of finding freedom, mm-hmm. which has been remarkable, mm-hmm. but um, coming, coming from, uh, of, you know, those different places. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. 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 yeah I, um, I'm actually from the North as well. Ironically, um, I'm an Ohioan. Uh, so the Buckeyes are a big part of, uh, our family, but, um, you know, I grew up, as I mentioned initially, um, I grew up in the church and so that was all I ever knew. Um, it did, um, happen to be a Baptist church, but it wasn't Southern Baptist. So, mm. you know, some differences in some of those that I'm learning now that we live in the Bible belt, I'm learning mm. about, um, and obviously that's a hot topic in our, in our culture right now. Um, but you know, I, I, I won't say I've had an entirely negative experience, but I think some of what I thought was just normal was just a part of mm. how things were done, mm. you know, who was in charge, the people you saw maybe, um, and I'll speak to church because that's what I know the most, you know, the people that I saw up there, um, the people that led things. Um, and so, um, fortunately I, I, I feel like I have been surrounded by some really great people who, um, did always encourage me. You know, mm-hmm. I remember being a teenager and, and, um, you know, I had youth leaders who would say, mm-hmm. you're a leader, you're a leader, you're a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if I ever had an opportunity to really come into what that meant. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, we know leader is defined in many different ways. That mm-hmm. doesn't have to be on the platform. That doesn't have to be teaching. That doesn't have mm-hmm. to be, you know, necessarily in charge of something. But I think that um, there are some underlying things when you just don't see something, you just don't think about it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so um, mm-hmm. in the same way, um, you know, I shared, you know, I don't know if I have stuff to share about this topic, I stopped to go, you know, what was normal for me is just all I ever knew. Mm, mm. Um, and it wasn't until, um, more recent years, um, the church that we were at in Ohio prior to coming here, uh, we had an incredible pastor there. And, um, by chance, his sister was also a pastor of a church about 30 minutes from where we were at. And she's incredible, like mm. wisdom. I mean, just Everything she would post on social media, I would just gobble up because I'm going, she's just so wise. But then I would hear these stories like women aren't supposed to Mm -hmm. be pastors. They're not supposed to lead. They can't Mm -hmm. lead, you Mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. And um, so it it started this thinking for me. I'm going, well, why not? Like, Mm -hmm. I know all these women and I've done these Bible studies and I've done these read these books mm. um and scripture speaks to <laughs> exactly scripture speaks to so many mm-hmm. women mm-hmm. Who, yeah who jesus lifted up mm-hmm. in that role mm-hmm. exactly and so it just right. i would say it's been more recent years i would say maybe like the last five years where i've just went wait a minute this doesn't make sense to me mm-hmm. what why mm-hmm. um 
And, um, you know, just even recently I questioned, it was in a job I was in and I questioned and said, hey, I see a a guy in this position and a girl in this position, but their titles are completely different. What's the deal with that? And there wasn't really an answer. Mm -hmm. It was just, right. That's he can be a pastor and she can be whatever title, director. you know, director yes. or coordinator, <laughs> yeah. whatever that is. Right. And so, um, like I said, you know, obviously when things come up in culture, it, it puts it to the forefront. But I think just the most recent events that have gone on has made me just look and go, this is kind of a journey where before I wouldn't have said I noticed it entirely. But mm. it's things that have been kind of in my heart that maybe mm-hmm. are just now going this is not mm-hmm. okay. It's not appropriate. And I have a daughter who's 13, almost 14, and I don't want her growing up thinking that she can't make a difference mm-hmm. in the world because of her gender. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Um, and yeah. I, I mean, I'll, an, an example, um, and I feel like this is, this is something that frustrates me, mm-hmm. you know, the, the politics, politicization of mm-hmm. you know our faith mm-hmm. and our humanity yes. mm-hmm. and so when um kamala kamala mm-hmm. hope i'm getting that right when when she was mm-hmm. you know became mm-hmm. the vice president mm-hmm. there were a lot of christians mm-hmm. that i saw like that that's awesome like you know like mm-hmm. um the first woman of color that's the vice president that's mm-hmm. history breaking yeah and then you see because, you know, maybe her stance on abortion or another issue, like, these Christians were ripped apart. It's like, we, we, can, we can celebrate that, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. breaking of that mold and that mm-hmm. history without, mm-hmm. you know, saying, hey, I affirm and believe everything, right. you know, mm-hmm. right? And so, and I think that also comes mm-hmm. with the kind of the view of genders in, the, in, in those roles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think women need more representation in those mm-hmm. roles I and mean, like mm-hmm. i can say that's awesome that you know we have mm-hmm. the first woman of color that's the vice president sure. you know mm-hmm. without agreeing yep on everything right. you know that she stands yeah. for exactly sure. i yeah. think that exactly. was yeah. awesome yeah awesome yeah. That yeah. we can celebrate that and say that that is an awesome right. beside what she may be for or what yeah. she may represent that right. is just and then also a woman of color yeah mm-hmm. yeah you know i mean that's Absolutely. pretty it's pretty huge. incredible it is mm-hmm. pretty incredible mm-hmm. Um, well, thank you, ladies, for just sharing your experience. Yeah. Um, that's that's huge. Um, that's huge for this conversation. Um, so, so going a little bit bit deeper mm-hmm. here, um, in the vein of uh, purity culture and women, mm. um, kind of talking about this mm. conversation, I want to I, I want to start out. Um, you know, I kind of. A reason we need to talk about this, and mm. it's been recent. Mm. Um, the Atlanta Massad shootings, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. he was a product of purity culture mm-hmm. um, because he, he came from a Southern Baptist church. Um, and the thing that he said was that um, he, he needed to eliminate this temptation. Mm-hmm. Um, that that mm-hmm. goes in the vein of purity culture, mm-hmm. of, you know, just. just and, and the hypersexualization of you know mm-hmm. the Asian community, mm-hmm. um, there, there's just a lot of things there. Um, full disclosure um, for me personally, and then I want to hear y'all thoughts on this. Um, you know, I've, I've we've had conversations about porn on this mm-hmm. this podcast before, like that intersexual mental health. You know, I've, 
you know, I'm open about, hey, I've had a struggle in the past with pornography. Right. Mm. Um, even, you know, I had premarital sex and stuff. Purity culture that, that I grew up in mm. ripped me apart mm-hmm. um, because what purity culture did to me personally was, okay, this is who I am. You know, like there, there's no redemption. There's, you know, there's so... My my destiny and what God can bless and do in mm. my life is tied mm. to mm. my sexuality. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's no room to mess up sexually. And that's not a cosign to, you know, mm. just be free and do whatever we want. But I, I think we need to have room for people to screw up sexually. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that's, again, I don't think that's a cosign to just go out and do it. But I think we need to allow people that room, you know. Some of the biggest ways that, that I grew in my walk with Christ was because he allowed me to put my hand on the stove. Mm-hmm. You know, he allowed mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. to screw up, right? You know, um, and so I, I I think we need to really uh, deconstruct this idea of, of purity culture um, that, you know, the, the true of weights and, like, all this kind of mm-hmm. stuff that, um, and, and just say, hey, like, and... and I, I also think another thing about purity culture is um, it, it also doesn't give people the space to get the help they need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So people deal with sexual trauma. You know, mm-hmm. people deal with with pornography addictions. You know, mm-hmm. we we have to give people the space to say, "Hey, like I I'm struggling with this. Like, you know, walk with me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I I need to get some help with this mm-hmm. the sexual trauma, the sexual addiction." And, and purity culture doesn't really give the room for that, yeah. you know. Give a, um, give a grace space for sure. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, and so, what are, what are your thoughts on like that and purity culture and like that kind of labeling men as like that's who they are, and mm. then like women are the problem, mm. you know? Um, mm-hmm. Again, back to the yeah. the Atlanta shooting. Um, mm. That that's what that was. It was you know the the idea of purity culture mm. you know mm. like women are the problem mm-hmm. um so what are your all thoughts on that mm. purity culture like mm. any experiences with that or um what have you yeah. so obviously i didn't have um experiences with that growing up because you know we uh not being of that uh in the in that kind of a uh, culture at all but um but my daughter-in-law was just talking to me a little bit about um that's she completely grew up in that and um and felt shame, and so so first of all, I think we have to identify that we're, that that creating shame is never mm-hmm. um, a way to prevent behavior. Right? Mm-hmm. Shame mm-hmm. does nothing for the person. Mm-hmm. So so in any way that we do that, that we cause shame to people, we're we're not following Christ's Mm. teachings because that has never been, Mm. that was never his way. Mm. Um, So she was telling the story about how this one pastor had a white rose and he was talking about, this is, Mm. I've heard this. Right. This is Mm. um, uh, what you, you know, beautiful, wanted, loved, Mm. et cetera. And by the end of the sermon, um, you know, this was a a, a destroyed rose and and Mm -hmm. that was what it would look like if you had, you know, sinned. And, um, Next to him was a single parent, a single mom. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it's that that whole idea that um, that you know 
Christ never taught that. He never taught shame. He, he taught there, and, and he taught it as, because um, I did work a lot in crisis pregnancy ministry, mm-hmm. right? Like, there is a best for your life, mm-hmm. and, and, and he wants you to have that, right? right? right. And we're going to fall short of that, mm-hmm. and there is grace to cover mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But this is your best. This is God's best for you because he doesn't want you to have, you know, when you have sex outside of marriage, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much woundedness, so much mm-hmm. scarring, so much mm-hmm. wo- hurt. Those are the things he wants to prevent. Mm-hmm. Not just because, and I tell these girls, it's not because he's a, a mean God who wants mm-hmm. to steal all your joy and your fun, mm-hmm. right? Like there are real consequences when we step outside of that. Right, mm-hmm. right. But there is ultimate grace mm-hmm. to hold you up in that moment. Mm-hmm. And, and whether you've had an abortion or whether you've, you know, had um, a, a pregnancy or whether you've deal, mm-hmm. dealt with that, right. Christ is so yeah. big yeah. To, to cover that. Yeah, I've got two things that have, have come to mind in, in sitting here uh, listening to this. So number one, you know, we start out uh, this episode talking about, um, you know, the gospel, right? So everything we do surrounds the gospel and um number one the entire basis of our faith is forgiveness and grace Mm -hmm. so if we don't have that as a part of everything we do it negates Mm -hmm. it negates Mm -hmm. it all right so Mm -hmm. as jesus followers we got to stop and go Mm -hmm. if we can't we can't figure out that there's forgiveness and grace that covers all the sins that's the entire basis of our faith is dropped out. Right. Mm-hmm. So then you get in the topic of, um, there's a book, uh, I believe it's called respectable sins. Mm-hmm. And so, um, the church wants to talk about the blatant things, mm-hmm. the outward things, mm-hmm. the things that are visible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously a pregnancy that happens, that's very visible. You've created mm-hmm. life that we, we latch on to mm-hmm. these visible things. Mm-hmm. Um, even down to, you know, modesty. And I'm a very modest person. Like, that's just me. Right. Like, I grew up that way. My nickname as a joke in high school was Modest Mary. Like, mm. I've I've been, like, <laughs> that's mm. a, a discussion that's always been a part of it. But for me, you know, I, I choose those things because it's a respect of myself and my body and how I want to present myself. It's not as a result of I'm you know, going to cause someone to stumble or, and so for me, it's everything points back to Jesus. And so the choices that I make shouldn't be as a result of what someone else is thinking, but only what God thinks Mm -hmm. in turn, Jesus has forgiven us. It's the entire premise of why he came to earth was to save us from our sin. And so I think just as a church, when we we've created this culture of like, almost fear based Mm -hmm. as opposed Mm to um, a pursuit of holiness because of our love for God. And so I think that's where everything gets twisted is when you get Mm -hmm. away from that core of the gospel and who Jesus Mm -hmm. is and what he's done Mm -hmm. for us, then you get on all these tangents and that's where you have these, um, you know, skewed ways that we've taught our, our young Mm -hmm. women and young men, to be honest, whether it's women, you've done this or men, this is your identity. Um, when all of our, all of that should point back to our identity in Christ. And so I think it just gets very skewed when you try to push it to this other thing Mm -hmm. when it's, 
And when and and just tagging onto that because I work with you know fourteen to eighteen year olds, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How do we in the church? How do we outside the church um, help people to see their value and their worth? Yep. Right? These especially these young women. Yep. How do you how do you help them to see their value and their worth mm-hmm. and still have a voice? Mm-hmm. That's mm. strong and bold, right? right? Yeah. That they're that it's not about pushing down. It's about it's about the beauty that mm-hmm. comes out of that, mm-hmm. and that's the peace, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that God is pleased mm-hmm. with, right? Yeah. This this woman of value, this woman of dignity, right. that that can can speak her heart, can speak her mind, right. is strong. Right. Um, and um, yet I care enough about my own self, my own body, my mm-hmm. my own heart that mm-hmm. I am going to protect mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not going to give that away to everybody. Right. Yeah. Because because that that's that's a treasure that I have. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I think we've uh, we've attacked it the wrong way. Right. Mm-hmm. Like any time that we have that the punitive uh, there, there is, you know, there are consequences of yeah. these things right. that we do, right? right? right. Um, instead of the beauty that's yep. coming right. out of this. It's an avoidance of consequences versus the approach being you're pursuing Christ, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's just a that's just a complete flip yes. of the, yeah, right. the yeah. view of yeah. what the intent yeah. I, is. Yeah, I think that changes to the very idea of what it means to be a Christian, like that whole behavior modification. Right. Like I got to yep. change all these things, but reality is is that Christ can only do the changing in us. He He's the one who's going to produce that that's in right. us, and that's so right. that's where I think we get stuck. And um, just speaking from my experience when I was growing up. I'm not a woman, so I can't speak to that for, per se, but just what I noticed and I observed. Uh, I was in youth groups and at youth camps and all these things. And the biggest thing that was always said to girls, but never really was said to men like in, in regards to this issue, was modesty. I think, mm-hmm. um, right. okay, girls, don't wear this, don't wear this, because you're causing your brother to, to stumble. To, to stumble. Mm-hmm. And, but they never really talked about a, a male's like like what what is sure. a male's role in this as well in the sense of you have you have uh situations of sexual trauma and rape and things like like how do how do we teach men and boys how to also think about their sisters in Christ mm-hmm. when they because reality is it's like it always seemed like we were asking women to make all these or girls to make all these adjustments right but they never really asked men to make any adjustments. Yeah. Like that that's what I saw. I don't know if that's in every single situation, but I think in the culture I grew up in, which is very legalistic, very pushed purity culture. I mean, pedal to the metal <laughs> all the time. It was it may not have been said it like that, like we're we're teaching purity culture, but the the ideas and things like that. So I just always would think looking back now as I'm older, like I never was asked to do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we I asked my sisters in Christ to do this because if they did this, then they cared about me. But then what about how am I caring about them? Sure. Right. And then you, and then you, you take this culture where you're telling part of what we're talking about tonight is women, you can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do this. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm-hmm. there's not very many men you can't do this. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, mm-hmm. people make, there's always gender jokes through the years. Women right. are, you know, a better cook or, mm-hmm. you know, when dads keep their kids at night and mom goes to something, the dad is babysitting the kids as opposed to when mom has them, she's just taking care of her. Sure, so, you know, her there's job, these things right. that have been perseverated in our culture mm-hmm. uh, that 
start with what you're mm-hmm. talking about, but I, then I think turn into the you you can't do this. You mm-hmm. can't be on stage. You can't yeah. lead a group mm-hmm. of men and mm-hmm. women. If you want to lead, it can only be women. Right. You know, like yeah. What that yeah. says so this much is, in yes. without saying exactly. Right. That's exactly right, and it that's does. where I think I didn't overtly notice these things. Mm-hmm. But as I've gotten older, because, mm-hmm. you know, you just have more life experience, you go, oh, my gosh, that's what that was. I just, mm-hmm. it was normal or it was mm-hmm. just how, how it, in quotes, how it was right. kind of thing. You know, so. and it's just, this is kind of a, it kind of segues into the next one, actually. But, but one of the funny parts of uh, when William and I got together, um, he has, I have so many male tendencies, what you would consider male tendencies, right? I'm very goal-directed. I, 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 you know, a planner, I'm, I'm a gr- I'm more assertive. Right. Mm-hmm. And he has, because he was a counselor, right. He has, he's a great listener. He can mm-hmm. rock our grandbabies for hours. <laughs> he loves to bake and cook. He's a great, you know, That's very good. Mm-hmm. and he, and he's, he's empathetic, just mm-hmm. incredibly empathetic. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, so, so that was always a struggle for us mm-hmm. because why would God have given me those tendencies, mm-hmm. those gifts, mm-hmm. and expected me to keep them hidden, mm-hmm. right? I, mm-hmm. that's, that's that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense, right. No. right. And, and I didn't choose to be, um, you know, have the tendencies I have, right? right. Like, yeah, right. I've probably worked on them a little bit, but, <laughs> but certainly. So that, too, I think in the church is, is troublesome, mm-hmm. where he has to fit into this you know, he likes mm-hmm. sports. He must do this. Right. He must. Right. And mm-hmm. I have to, you know, like to cross stitch and like to right. bake and mm-hmm. right. Those right. are the things. And they're just not true. Yeah. Why? You know, the beauty of Christ is that he has created each of us so uniquely, right? right? right. So uniquely to fulfill our gifts, to use them to bring others to Christ, to use, yeah. to, to, to impact the world. Yeah. And he doesn't want any of us to hide those. Yeah, and that right. Yeah, that definitely hints. Or on, to be ashamed right, of them. Right, yeah. for sure. That definitely hints on like gender roles. I think like we've. I think the church particularly has, like you were saying, like men fit this role and women fit this role. Mm-hmm. If the woman doesn't fit this role, then it's outside of what is seen as normal. Mm-hmm. Or if the man doesn't you know, build things and get dirty and things like that. And I think another thing that we could speak to, me and Jonathan could speak to, is the toxic masculinity idea. Mm-hmm. Um, that rub some dirt in it, uh, macho, macho man. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you you don't you don't show emotion, you don't show pain. And that's kind of always what's been permeated in the culture that we grew up in. Sure. And mm-hmm. so there, there's another idea with that gender role thing is not just for women. I feel like we also place those norms on yeah. men as well yeah. mm-hmm. to fit these molds. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, kind of what y'all have hit on a little bit with, you know, like gender roles and like the roles in the church and stuff. One thing uh, b- before we um, do our break, mm-hmm. the one thing that has really helped me personally grow, like, in the past two years, um, besides um, really um, decolonizing, like my my theological mm-hmm. understanding, um, sitting under a lot more um, people of color, you know, in the church, mm-hmm. you know, black leaders, Latino leaders, etc., degenderizing my theological mm-hmm. outlook, people, voices that I stand under, oh, like sure. like yeah. listening yeah. to mm-hmm. women, women leaders, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. right. 
which would not have been your uh, my norm, you know, yeah, at all. And it right. is incredibly mm-hmm. like just give me just a more robust and like fuller picture of the kingdom, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's been incredible. Um, but we're gonna take a quick break, and we will be right back with you guys on this conversation. Welcome back to Peaks and Valleys podcast. Um, I want to say thank you, uh, Mary and Barbara, for taking the time to sit here and share your heart with two men on the opposite side <laughs> of the table and being willing to share your experiences. Uh, no matter how big or small you think they are, um, they're very impactful and they really give us insight as men and people in general to see uh, with a lens of all these issues that we're, we're facing um, in this year, even the past year. Um, these issues have always been here, but I've always said I think the pandemic pushed them over the edge, sure, if you right. will, That's make right. them bubble over, and you can. we've been able to kind of see things uh, with a finer lens. And so with that, um, we had a lot of great, great conversations, and I want to carry on with some of our other questions that we want to address and talk about, is uh, when... Women having a voice in culture and in the church, um, how, how do you see that? W- women having voices in the church. Can I can I kind of caveat from that before yeah. we kind of... So, thanks for that um, introduction back, man. Um, let, let me start with kind of why we're addressing this. One, something that has brought this out. Um... Beth Moore made a decision, it was last month, to leave the Southern Baptist Convention. Um, I'm not going to call out any names, but um, she was partially pushed out by men Hmm. um, in other churches Hmm. within her own denomination that she served in all her life. Mm -hmm. Um, It was, let me be frank, it was Um, anti-gospel, it was anti-woman, and... It was just, that's a big reason why we're having this conversation, because of situations like that. Um, and, and part of it, again, it goes back to what I said, the, the politicization of our, of our faith. It, it really started in, I think it was 2015, when um, she saw a lot of men and leaders in the church hmm. prop up Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And she was calling that out because of the, mm, all the problematic mm. things mm. around women right. and women. Um, started talking about you know race, and a lot of men were trying to silence her. Um, again, within her denomination, mm-hmm. um, trying to silence her and you know trying to cancel her. Uh, one pastor told her she just needs to go home, mm-hmm. um, and and she she vocally said. You know, I'm not trying to be a preacher, have a platform, you know, um, not trying to pastor a church. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, she, she called out the BS, you know, mm-hmm. um, when it comes to Trump. And um, she, a lot of men just didn't like that, that, to be frank, Trump was their idol, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so... 
it went to the the subjugation of Beth Moore saying you just need to be quiet, you need to sit down, you're a woman, like, mm-hmm. and all these kinds of things. Well, let's and can so, we go back a little bit? So, yeah. so Beth Moore, um, you know, was a you know one of those. She's anointed. She's mm-hmm. anointed by God. You can't mm-hmm. dismiss mm-hmm. that she has. Uh, a gift of of teaching, a gift of sharing the gospel in a mm-hmm. way that's relevant, in a way that touches the hearts mm-hmm. of, I'm mm-hmm. sure, not just women, mm-hmm. men mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. if they could sit under her to to hear what mm-hmm. she had to say. Right. So, so that in um, in in like in any um, let's say it's a business, right? Mm-hmm. When a woman takes there, there still is that. Jealousy, when someone, when a woman can take over what and do as well, right. or draw as mm-hmm. large a crowd as men, right? So mm-hmm. that that is been systemic, right? Right, and and mm-hmm. so that that was already there, right? People like yeah, yeah. Beth Moore. I think you take somebody like uh, Phyllis, uh, Priscilla Shire; mm-hmm. she's under her father, sort mm-hmm. of still. So there's. There's uh, Anne Graham Lotz. She's right. under her father's mm-hmm. umbrella, right? right? Whereas Beth Moore was this woman who came out, who had these things to say, and and I mean, she did her her homework. Right. She was strong, right? She mm-hmm. she um, impacted a lot of ones. So so I think there's that that um, generational mm-hmm. still that generational a woman can't do as well as a man, right? Right. So right. I think that was the beginning. The second thing that I see kind of comes like this, you know, we talk about the cancel culture from one perspective, but isn't it the mm. same from this perspective, mm. right? She mm. was not allowed to speak <laughs> against the traditions mm. that were hers. Yeah, she was original. not allowed to speak against. Yeah. The original patriarch. Right. Patriarch. So, yeah. so, so yeah. in that, again, that's not necessarily the fact that she's female was was secondary the fact that she was speaking against that hierarchy and that the the patriarchy mm-hmm. was was sort of the big issue right mm-hmm. so yeah. so again they're just saying you don't have a right to speak your own word in this public pa- platform i i think that i mean what is this republic we live in if that is not a a big part of what it is being able to to say this is how I feel she had some very specific or very significant mm. um, sexual trauma mm. yes. she mm. it, it yes. was a trigger for her mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she spoke against it mm-hmm. I, I mean why when did we stop mm-hmm. having that right to mm-hmm. do so mm-hmm. but I think it kind of stems from this mm-hmm. jealousy of power mm-hmm. that she already mm-hmm. had that that just people wanted, you know, to sort of take her down a notch or two. Mm-hmm. Like I'm right. just gonna, mm-hmm. and I've seen that as a as a high, as an administrator. Right. I've uh, been over a couple of um, schools and been in a situation where it was an all male board. Mm-hmm. And when I would challenge, same mm-hmm. thing with this pastor before. If if a woman continues to challenge i think we're on even ground because mm-hmm. of how i grew up mm-hmm. i think we're on an even playing field mm-hmm. but we're not and all of a sudden my words are used against me to then eliminate mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. because who am i to say such a thing to them right. where there's cronyism or there's um 
you know, in- inappropriate things right. going on. Right. Right? Because right. I'm messing up with the good old boy network. Right. So, so that's kind of what I saw as, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's a great perspective. Yeah. And I think, um, the part that, that gets me about all of this is that, um, you know, when I go to learn something in my world, I don't think about the gender of who it's coming from. Mm-hmm. So to mm-hmm. me, wisdom comes from God right. to the person. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, you talked about listening to different voices and things like that. And, you know, I'm naturally drawn to certain things, but typically it's based on topic. And I, um, I am a huge fan and anybody who knows me well has heard me talk about her a lot, but Lisa Turkhurst is one of my very favorite authors. She's written books that, um, have literally changed my life, different seasons. It's like when they come out, these books come out, happen to fit the season that I'm in. And I've, I've seen the impact that they've had. And I find myself going, you know, I'll, I'm, I'm somebody you want on your team because if I'm passionate about something, I'm going to tell people about it, right? So um, so I'm always telling people about a book I've read or something I've listened to. And um, like I said, I'm passionate about the things that she writes about. But I have found myself, when I go to recommend the book to a guy, because Mm -hmm. let's say her experience matches up with something Mm -hmm. they're navigating, Mm -hmm. because she's been through tons Mm -hmm. of trauma, both physically and in her marriage and, and different things, I find myself having to give this caveat mm. of, well, don't discount it because mm. she's a woman. It's mm. not written just mm. for women. Mm. That's weird mm-hmm. to have yeah. to think that way. Yeah. And and maybe that's just me because of the fact that she leads, you know, she leads a women's ministry, mm. but um those are just the small things yeah. where I think I see this come out in myself where I go, I don't think I should have to say that. Because when I recommend a book by a man, yeah. I don't say right. to my female friends, well, right. it's a guy. I mean, you might right. get something out of it. <laughs> right. It's like this, the men's stuff is this big umbrella, mm-hmm. but the women's is like this tiny umbrella under it. trying which to is, sneak in. Yeah. yeah. yeah which and you, is what have to, you have to preface with that, like, oh, this is a this is a female author. Yeah. Like, people do that. I've, I've heard people like, this is a female, but they yeah. never say it about a male author. Right, like, right. This is mm-hmm. a female author. Mm-hmm. Like, why do we have to say that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So there's these things that just kind of, I think, creep in a little Mm bit. Um, But, I mean, I've done a ton of Bethmore studies. I mean, Mm -hmm. there is no doubt she's gifted. I'm thankful. I will say this um, because I think it is important to call out the good that does happen Mm -hmm. in our churches Mm -hmm. and in our world. And, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I sat under leadership um, at several churches now who did support women mm-hmm. who, you know, I mentioned, mm-hmm. I mentioned my church in Ohio. Um, our, our lead pastor's sister was a pastor. She came, um, and spoke. And then, um, in the first church that we were at here in North Carolina, um, we brought in a woman speaker, incredible shout mm. out to Donna Gibbs. She's mm. amazing. amazing. She's changed my life. Um, she probably doesn't even know how much, but um, mm-hmm. she has written some incredible Phenomenal. books that I've read Phenomenal. and I've recommended. Um, she's a world changer, and mm-hmm. she's got a group of people that are also world changers in this in this area. And so, I'm I'm thankful to also have a husband who is supportive. Mm-hmm. I've right. been around mm-hmm. pastors who are like lead up. It doesn't matter what position you're in. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. someone who is going to lead an organization. I've always said that. I'm if you're in mm-hmm. an enneagram 
person. I'm a two, <laughs> so I'm a helper. Um, I'm not going to be your vision carrier. I'll help you carry it out. I'm comfortable in from a positional standpoint where I'm typically mm. fit in an organization. Mm. But I've been fortunate to be around people mm. who have said, lead up. Mm -hmm. yeah. Your position is not yeah. your limit. Yeah. So I want to make sure I do point out there are incredible church leaders yes. and just human beings yeah. that have encouraged me and have done that. Um, but yeah, definitely from the standpoint of the culture I grew up in and just, you know, the things we talked about tonight, um, I do see those things come out. And, and I think for a lot of us, whether you talk about race or gender or any of these topics, you're going to realize, well, you might think, oh, that was never an issue. And then you go, oh my mm. gosh, when you really take a look at it, you see how we've um, just carried these things into yeah. to the different places in our lives. So. And I think, you know, at least for me too, it's, um, but, but that, that this has to come from the confidence of the call of mm. God, right? Mm. Like, like if, um, and throwing your pearl before swan, if, if, if you're not, if, if mm. I have something that I believe God's called me to say and you're not going to listen, mm. I just go to somebody else, yeah. right? Like, yeah. then you just sort of move on, right? Mm. Yeah. Kind of. So, so I think, but, but I think there are a lot of women who have been um, um, put down and, and felt minimized mm. um, and, and not said the things that God's called them or done the things or taught mm. in yep. the ways that God has called them to do because of fear. And that's, that's the piece. So, mm -hmm. so, um, anyway, yeah. well, and what have we missed because of that? Right. Right. What, you Absolutely. know, you look back in history and people, you know, you'll talk about these women who made an impact mm -hmm. in history yet. There's still so much further to go, yes. I think, yeah. to really, um, to really get there. And so, so many women. Yeah. Who have just like, they've right given here, not, not reached what God really exactly called, or mm -hmm. had for them to yep. do, you know? Yeah. Yep. And, and I'll say like, you know, I addressed earlier, like I, I realized that I have male privilege, you know, sure. um, mm -hmm. there are some certain things that I don't have to experience, you know, because I'm a male, mm -hmm. whether that be a certain type of subjugation or, um, I mean, I, I read, I read a post earlier that, that, you know, this, I don't remember exactly who the woman was, but she laid out like their experiences that that mm -hmm. I have as a woman a lot of times that a man will never have, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. um, there are times that I'm scared for my life. If I'm out in public alone, like, that a man may, may never experience, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and so with that, I, I, I you, you hear the word privilege, and I think some people get it. Could be a trigger, yeah. A trigger, yeah. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. but, but I, I encourage you to kind yeah. of reframe it as like, don't see it as a guilt thing. See it as a this is a stewardship opportunity. Mm -hmm. How 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 do I steward the steward the the privilege that I have have as a man to honor and empower the women in my life? Mm -hmm. What's your what's your dream? What's your what's God calling you to do as a woman? How can I help you get mm -hmm. there? How can I? Yep. You know what I'm saying? But we all um, we all have yeah. that because I have that as a leader, right? Yeah, exactly. Like how can I steward the women in my mm. life to make mm. sure that they understand their uniqueness mm -hmm. and, and what God's called them to do and help them to live it mm -hmm. out and feel and, and um, rid themselves of the fear that, that keeps them down, right? So mm -hmm. we all, it's not just, you know, it's, it's awesome that as a man, yeah. that's something you want to do, but, but we all have that. Yeah. You know, because we are all privileged in that we are, we we have Christ as our Savior, right? We are privileged in that we have the promise of heaven and the kingdom, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. 
Yeah. I, th- I think it's so powerful. I mean, for me and my experience, uh, I've a majority of the time when I've had jobs or any kind of uh, role where you had to have su- submit up under a leader, majority of the time it's been women. Hmm. And I've gained so much wisdom from women. And I've had a couple male supervisors, uh-huh. or but I, I feel like I learned probably even more, like probably learned the same amount or if not more from sure. women because they have a different perspective. They're mothers, they're, they're hard workers, they're diligent, they, they see the world in a different way. I, I, when I think of that, I think of the ultimate example is like Proverbs 31, mm-hmm. woman. And it is so, which is crazy because we always quote, like even men would say, oh, Prover- I want a Proverbs oh, 31 right. woman. Mm-hmm. But when you read that all in context, the the roles and, and, and the, the, the marginalization we're putting around this gender, it's totally against the Proverbs. Or like stay in the home and cook right, and, right, right, and right. all these, the, the domestic woman. And it's like Proverbs 31 doesn't even speak of a domestic. Yeah, she takes care of the home. She but she right. she works out. She's so she, competent. She, She's yeah, so capable. with a lot of things, yes. like not just one area. Just you know, and 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 so I think that growing up for myself, I just I learned so much, mm-hmm. and the compassion and the care that women, you know, and I'm not saying men can't do that either, but just in my experience with sure. having to sit up under leadership from women, it has been. One of the, they've taught me so much, mm-hmm. you know, um, and so I'm so thankful for, um, you know, Barbara and Mary for coming on here, and thank you so much for for just being mothers, being being women who have voices and are not, are not yeah. afraid mm-hmm. because I need that, mm-hmm. I, I need that, and yeah. and I need that, and it's something different, you know, than just seeing always a man in, 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 in a leadership position. Sure. There's a, there's a different perspective. There's a different, almost a refreshingness, yeah. you know, in the mm-hmm. way that that is. So mm-hmm. I wanted to share that. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Well, with saying all that, um, where do we go from here in this conversation? Um, how, um, just, just in y'all's view as, as women in this conversation, just, and y'all can be honest, you know mm-hmm. how how can how can we as men do better in this conversation? How does where do we go forward as mm. church in this conversation? In culture, like where do we go from here? Like because because we always like to land in this podcast on some practical and some hopeful, sure. you know, landing on some hope and some light, but some practical things like you know, yeah. I I'll start. Um, so this past week. Um, in a group that um, we all actually happen to be a part of, uh, we read the story of Jesus mm. with the woman at the well, which I think is super cool. Mm. God doesn't like, mm. there's no mistake in his timing of things. But, um, you know, I find myself saying this phrase over and over and over and over again. In, in, and it's because it's applicable to any situation. If we want to know what we're supposed to do, we look to Jesus as the example. Mm. And so... Um, to me, it's just really simple. How did Jesus navigate the world mm. with men and with women? How did he treat men and women? Mm. Um, and then the umbrella over all of this is um, our identity in Christ. And so mm. if we see each person the way that Jesus does, to me, it's real simple. And so mm. I know that doesn't answer the how do we shift You know how women are treated in the church. I don't know if if I'm going to be able to 
to change that for mm. a certain denomination. Mm-hmm. I'll throw in there, I believe denominations grieve God's mm-hmm. heart. That's mm-hmm. an <laughs> overarching thing. That's a whole other topic of conversation. But, you know, ascribing to this idea of, um, you know, telling people to go home because of a certain thing, you start to, you're going to put people in categories for their sin. You start mm-hmm. categorizing sin. Like, mm-hmm. so... So all of these topics, to me, just point back to who was Jesus and how did he live his life mm-hmm. yeah. and what did he tell us yeah. to do. So yeah. to me, it's simple. Yeah. And that's uh, loving your neighbor. We talk about mm-hmm. that so much. Loving your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. And I think if you put that first, mm-hmm. so much just falls in line. So um, mm-hmm. so that specific story, though, that I mentioned yes. right at the beginning of this, you know, he acknowledged her sin. And said, go and sin no more. But he also pointed out to everybody else around him, like, look at yourself. And mm-hmm. so I think mm-hmm. I really, yeah, yeah right. I, I really believe that, to be honest, probably almost any topic you you talk about on this podcast, mm-hmm. if we as Christ followers would work on our own relationship with God mm-hmm. and look to love our neighbor, right. there's a lot yes. of things that are going to mm-hmm. fall in line. Love God, love people. That's right. Sure. Yeah. For sure. And that's beautiful. Yeah. And mm-hmm. And I just have sort of practically, yes, because I am such a doer. Yes, <laughs> I know I love such it. A doer. So Good practically, uh-huh. I'm thinking, you know, we fight against the things mm. that demean and minimalize women. Mm-hmm. That's good. Abortion, sex trafficking, yeah. prostitution, mm-hmm. pornography. We Absolutely. fight against those things mm-hmm. in the church, mm-hmm. right? We're not silent right. about them. Right. And and then we fight for young women to understand. Who they are in Christ, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their uniqueness yeah. and their beauty their and their mm-hmm. worth yeah. and their dignity, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Apart from yeah. uh, what the world yeah. tells them. Yeah. Yep. And I think there's a gospel implication to this too, is that when we look at this issue, all these issues that we're facing in this world, it's like, you know, first of all, we were made in the image of God, both male and female. And the worth that comes yep. from that. And then also the same, the same token is that once we've, we've we've chosen to follow christ we are now made Mm co-heirs co-equal in the kingdom you know yeah we might have different roles we might have different ways that we we express Mm -hmm. our 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 faith and things like that but we we are together and united in this so i think that when when we talk about all these issues that we have in our world is like gospel implication Let's focus on the gospel and leave all the secondary issues right. to themselves. Yes, because there's right. a lot. There's a yeah. lot. Of, there's a, whether or not we should uh, dunk someone instead of sprinkling someone, or whatever it may be, that we have to understand that co-heirship mm-hmm. that we have as both men and women. So I think that's important to yeah, yeah, absolutely. Last two things for me before we really end. Um, I think one. Um, and again, th- this is not a guilt thing. I think just we as men just really need to mm-hmm. own the mm-hmm. places that mm-hmm. we have failed in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's not saying that you know you as a man are directly responsible. We just gotta realize we've, in a lot of ways, men have created cult- this culture, um, and so and perpetuated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Exactly. And so, like, right. I, I think I think we need to own that. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Again, that's not a guilt thing. That's not right. like pointing no. a finger saying you're responsible. Right. Mm-hmm. It just was comfortable. It's yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's an inward, you know, kind of mm-hmm. examining. Like, what are what are the areas that that mm-hmm. I've contributed mm-hmm. to this? You know, mm-hmm. um, and kind of saying, God, shift that in me. Like, give me give me the framework of we are both men and men and women made in the image of God. We're co heirs to this grace. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the other thing, like, 
realizing there is some trauma in this conversation, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. there is some trauma mm-hmm. um, amongst mm-hmm. women that's been perpetuated in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love what um, EJ said last week on our podcast when we talked talked about justice. Um, a lot of the times, um, you know, some, some of these kind of traumas like racial trauma or gender trauma, um, it needs to be worked out relationally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so leaving space to, to, to know that there may be some trauma here mm-hmm. um, and working it out relationally, like, again, saying, what ways have, have I contributed? Mm-hmm. How, can I, how can I bridge this gap, have conversations, mm-hmm. repent where we need to repent, mm-hmm. um, and, yep. and just realizing there's some trauma here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Giving people the space, like I said, to get the help they need. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Empowering the women in our lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think yeah. we, we have a good path forward. Yeah. You know? yeah. and, I, and I say this all the time on this podcast. And uh, Barbara and Mary have heard me say it before. But in light of who God is in this particular struggle, mm-hmm. how will we respond mm-hmm. to him and to others? Mm-hmm. So if God is calling us to be co-heirs, if he has made us in his, in his image, and he's calling us to be counterculture, then we should respond as such mm-hmm. in grace and truth and love and think before we act. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it all turns to thinking. You know, we, it start, and I've said this on the podcast before, that you know, it starts with our thinking. How are we orienting ourselves to the reality of the world that God has put us in, what he's called us to, who he's called us to be, mm-hmm. and uh, what has he called us to do mm-hmm. in light of who he is? So mm-hmm. I think that that's another important thing yeah. to remember. Yeah, and like, I thought of two things as you're talking. <laughs> that um, So I'm a parent. Uh, my kids are all, um, Tyler's almost a teenager, so almost mm-hmm. all three of them are teenagers, and Dylan's about to be an adult. And two of the things that I want them, uh, qualities I want them to have, and that's that uh, I want them to be self-aware. I want yeah. them to, mm-hmm. to know themselves, yes. admit when they're wrong, mm-hmm. um, just have it have an awareness of, of what they're saying, what they're doing, who they are, and how that affects other people. And mm-hmm. then secondly, um, when you're self-aware, you need to be teachable. Mm-hmm. And so I think mm-hmm. self-awareness and teachability are mm-hmm. characteristics you know that I want my kids to have because it's something I feel like I didn't necessarily have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so mm-hmm. I want that to change for them. And and I think that so much applies to what you're saying. Like how mm-hmm. do we how do we move forward? Yeah. And I think it's, mm-hmm. let's examine our, like you said, yeah. examine ourselves. What's yeah. our, what's our part in mm-hmm. it? And then what do we need to learn to right. change that? So right. it's, it's one thing to know it. It's another thing to do something about it. For so. sure. Mm-hmm. For, yeah. sure. Amen. For sure. Yep. Well, Barbara and Mary, thank you both again, mm-hmm. very much for coming on and having this conversation. Um, mm-hmm. and like I said, these are, these mm-hmm. are some heavy things to unpack. Sure. Um, but like I said, we're just really trying to come out with, at it with some mm-hmm. grace and some compassion and reframe it from mm-hmm. a gospel perspective. Um, just encourage you guys mm-hmm. to, to have these conversations with people mm-hmm. in your life. And um, so there mm-hmm. can be some healing yeah. in the area of gender. Um, yeah. And, so, yeah. and we, we appreciate you not just saying that because you're on the podcast, but <laughs> we appreciate your hearts. Like Mary, you've, you've always been, had a way of being able to talk to me and, mm-hmm. and, and get me through a certain situation sure. or when I'm kind of confused or need, need, need a decision to be made. And Barbara, you have this way of just, you're, you are within yourself. I feel like you're, you know, you're anointed yourself. Like there, there's this, like when you speak, there's mm-hmm. just this. It's a come. It just literally comes out of you, and you just have so much wisdom, mm-hmm. and you have so much grace and love, and you're like your heart for people, and same thing, Mary. Like mm-hmm. your heart for people, and what you both of you do in the community mm-hmm. is so much needed as mm-hmm. women, and your voices are so pure for that, and mm-hmm. and okay. you yes. you are who you are, and 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 you you're not afraid to say this is who I am, and I'm 
I'm going to go out there and I want to make a difference. So thank yeah. you so much yeah. for that. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. yeah. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Peaks and Valleys podcast. Um, as always, if you enjoy this podcast, um, leave us a review, subscribe, and we will catch you on the next episode.